Welcome back to the Grind Podcast. A little bit different episode today. Um, I got Pat Perry with me back from the Texas Rangers. I'm Robert Persona because I didn't introduce myself. Um, and I got producer Jason with us. He jumped on the headset today. Jason, what's going on? Pat, how are you? I'm doing great. Just swept Baltimore. Could not be any better. Oh, there you go. Had to throw that in there, right? I'm doing great, Robert. Absolutely. Thanks. I'm loving watching these games. I love watching the, uh, the... I feel bad for the Orioles, though. I love watching the behemoths go down. I was a little disappointed that the Braves pulled out... Uh, Pulled out the win. Not that I dislike the Braves. I just like watching the behemoths like the Dodgers and the Braves go down. That's fun. Do you guys buy in to this whole thing that the uh, bye weekend, if you will, sets back these supposed front runners? No, it's all bullshit. Did you hear the story about, I don't know if I buy into that or not. The one thing about the Braves that would have been interesting if they lost game two was they played hard inter-squads. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, they did these no. um, full game simulation. And actually, there was a reliever. I forget his name. There was a reliever for the Braves that made the postseason squad because of his performance in the inter-squads. They actually, he wasn't going to be on the roster. So they played in order to do it differently. Last year, they sat around. They got beat. This year, they did hard inter-squads, and you know, they're 1-1 with the Phillies, so we'll see. Well, I, I think it's, they're professionals. I don't think it means anything, and... Um, I think it's just whoever the hottest team is, which might be, you know, contradicting what I just said, I guess. If you're, if you're riding a wave there and you have a, a, a hard fought series while someone is, you know, kind of sitting back, maybe, I don't know. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, I think there's some truth to the momentum of the playoffs. You know, you get hot, you enter this kind of maybe euphoric stage, if you will, of just unconscious plane um, that, you know, teams like the Dodgers and the Braves um, didn't get a go through with that first wildcard round. But I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are, you know, paid professionals, you know, and that's the way we need to look at them. You know, I, I, I don't like it when people start to make uh, excuses for them or this and that. I mean, I mean, what should we give the wildcard teams a buy since they're the supposed inferior teams? Um, you know, I just don't think there's, you know, a good answer to the, like, just the way they've redone and restructured the playoffs. I mean, I was in Coors Field last week doing some pro coverage, advancing the Twins, advancing the Dodgers, and I talked to uh, Dino Ebel, who's the third base coach for the Dodgers, and yeah. kind of to Jason's point, he was expressing the same kind of sentiment of, hey, you know, we're we're going into our kind of dead weekend, and, you know, like, how tough are we going to make it or how competitive is it going to be? You know, there's really no way to emulate that playoff atmosphere. Well, I think it's bullshit. (laughs) Good. Let's, let's settle it with good luck to the Rangers. Right. Otherwise Pat will be mad at us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're playing hot and um, we get pitching, hitting it's, it's clicking pretty well right now. And, you know, whether it's Houston, Minnesota, you know, I know we're going to have a battle ahead of us in the uh, ALCS and just hope we can keep playing the way we are. Well, I'm personally voting. uh, I I root for for the bad guys, so let's go Astros. (laughs) Did anyone anyone let the Dodgers know that the playoffs had started? Did anyone let the Dodgers know that? That's funny. (laughs) 
I want to know why Kershaw's so bad in the playoffs. Like, I mean, you know, if you look at his career ERA, you know, regular season, postseason, very contrasting. It's that to me is interesting as a guy that's going to go first ballot Hall of Fame, go down as one of the best that uh, he struggles the way he does in the postseason. Do you think, I mean, mental um great advanced scouting or uh it's it's uh, confusing for me how about the velo is it a velo thing? was it down this year i mean what is it how, how i mean it, it doesn't seem to get up there anymore like that i mean if you really look at these guys that dominate they're 95 plus guys that are like i mean you always want to ride a horse and and you know maybe it's that maybe that breaking ball doesn't work and you know, the postseason, or am I totally off? No, I can attribute a little bit to it, maybe of the intensity of the offenders. You know, when you have 600 at-bats a year, are you approaching them with the same intensity that you have in the playoffs in terms of just moving the lineup, competing with two strikes? You know, I mean, you'll never know the answer. Um, Just can't get inside their heads, but, you know, I do think, you know, there's a lot of big leaguers that perform and in the pressureless regular season. And then, you know, when these hitters get ratcheted up with their seasons on the line, like maybe you got a point that, that uh, they don't give him the credit that maybe they do in the regular season. So it could be maybe psychological to, to an extent. I think focus is definitely something there, though, no matter what you're in. We're talking baseball, school, studying work whatever you're doing you know like focus and having every pitch be more magnified and more focused and applied is i don't care what you're in if you're that focused uh you will see different results i don't know if that's affected kershaw or whatever but i think focus is definitely in in life period is a big deal um and i just want to give a shout out to a guy with high focus who definitely uh has made a difference for the diamondbacks local man Tommy Fam. Tommy Fam. Tommy Durango Fam. High School. Mm. Durango, not only Durango, right? He went to multiple schools, I think. I, I, I think he, he, he graduated from Durango. Was it? Durango yeah, he, he works out with my son at the Project Wellbeing here in Vegas. I talk to him frequently in the offseason. Interesting character, Mr. Fam. Another Vegas guy on that Diamondback roster. Who knows if he pitches or not, but we coached him. Ryan Nelson. Remember Nelly? Pat? Oh, yeah, I do remember seeing him. He's playing. I watched him. I think it was at Durango High School. He was playing shortstop for, um, God, was it basic? Yeah. Where did he we go? Coached, we coached him at basic, yeah. And another one that fam works out with at Project Wellbeing is Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett. Lefty, Sierra, uh, Sierra Vista guy. He played but didn't basketball. Play, didn't play baseball there. I, I was talking to him and. You know, I guess when you discover a six-five left-hander that weighs two hundred twenty pounds, who can throw ninety-eight, it takes on a whole Pirates it. team. Or was it the who? Did it was the on? Pirates or the Reds? I can't remember. Wasn't he on the Reds? Uh, was he on the Reds and they took on the? I don't remember I think who it was. The, uh, Cubs? Maybe somebody. Do a Google search. That is very Looks entertaining scary. to watch. But the here's the funny thing about Amir Garrett that I learned: most chill guy you ever want to talk to. Like I, I talked to him. And I'm like, this is the guy that charged the bench. No, it was no the cu- it was the cu- wasn't it the Cubs? Was it wasn't Cubs? It the, because was he had Javi big Bias? beef with Javi Baez. Yeah, that's right. Who doesn't have a problem with Javi Baez? 
Well, here's the funny, another funny part about Amir Garrett. So I'm talking to him there at the, at the gym and I ask him, I'm like, I gotta ask him. My son's like, please don't, please don't. Right. It's, I'm embarrassing my son. Uh, I said, so what's up with Javi Baez? Like you got big beef. He goes, no, I like Javi Baez. Great guy. It was just, you know, he showed me up or whatever. I did the same thing. He had a problem with it. We're good though. I like him. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely love it. It's awesome. Um, well, Sam and Carol are like two great like guys to talk about based on, you know, our kind of previous podcast. I mean, you, you look at two contrasting draft situations, Carol going in the first round at a high school, Sam going in the 16th round, you know, and here they are in the same outfield, you know, competing for a chance to move on to the uh, NLCS. It's, you know, I think it's that again, just a testament to not every guy's path is going to be the same, but here they are, same locker room, getting after it. One's twenty-one, one's thirty-five, and you know they're just doing everything they can to beat the Dodgers and move on. I think it's, I think it's cool to to go back in that little Rolodex and see what their paths were. Another Vegas guy with the same thing to add to that, Paul Seawalt. Close the game this year. That's right. That's right. That's a Gorman. And dude, he was like, he was a, a senior sign out of USD. Didn't get any scholarship money, by the way. That's wow. something that we should enjoy. He paid his way to school, went to USD. He got scholarship money late. Maybe his senior year, junior, senior year. But went to school and now he's, and he closed the game yesterday. How about that? How about that? Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna keep dropping Vegas guys, I mean, just saw the Rockies 185 million dollar investment. Chris Bryant, uh, I think I was there. It was at Coors Field for I think seven games. I think he played one or two of them, maybe. So as the uh, as a Colorado native, uh, the you know the Rockies notoriously misspending free agency money. It's. Uh, it was bittersweet to see for me. It brought me back to like my childhood of like signing Denny Nagel and Mike Hampton and watching those guys get blown up at Mile <laughs> High Elevation. Were you there with 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 uh, Bichette and Galarraga and who's who's the other one? Uh, yeah, Larry, Larry Walker. Blake, Larry, Larry, Walker. Larry, Larry Walker. Yeah, that team. Yeah, was the Blake crazy. Street Bombers. Those yeah. guys could mash. Yeah, man. Vinny Castillo. Vinny Castillo. Mm-hmm. Castillo or Castilla? Castilla. 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 Yeah. Vinny Castilla. Vinny Castilla, Mexican. Um, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Vinny Castilla, Larry Walker, Dante Bichette. Who else was on that team? Well, Galarraga, you mentioned. Andres Galarraga. Yeah, the big cat. After Galarraga was Helton. Um, I remember who else yeah, was Rockies out have been there. Good, man. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Who do you think wins this thing? Pat's going to say the Rangers. I'm asking you. I mean, the Rangers are hot. I actually I actually think the Rangers have we a really good shot. We already know Pat's answer. Because I think when the... Yeah, that's right. Let's, so I'll go first, and then we'll see if we can get any truth out of Pat. So yeah. I think the Rangers are hot. I don't think the Astros are as good as they've been in prior years, and their pitching has some holes that can be caught if you get them. Uh, I, think, I think the... The, the, the bell will toll on Cinderella with uh, the Diamondbacks. Um, just not good enough through and through, I don't think. Um, but I'm not a pro scout. we got to ask Pat about that one. Pat, what do you think? 
Can you give us an honest opinion? Oh man, yeah, no. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> biased towards Texas, but no. I mean, you just, I mean, you just look at the numbers. I mean, the, the t- top three in like every offensive category, they have starting pitching. You know, you don't have to be much of a rocket scientist to understand what that means. You know, and I like the Diamondbacks too. I mean, I, I think for a lot of the reasons that uh, you know the Rangers are looking good right now. I feel the same way towards the Diamondbacks. You know, so yeah, hey, Rangers, Diamondbacks, Rangers get them in six. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, first of all, I root for the villain for some odd reason. Maybe my demented mind, who everybody thinks the villain is, and We'll get back to that real quick, but you know, how about the Phillies? Another Vegas guys, two Vegas guys. That's right. When when uh, Bryson started. Where, where where was Stott in the scouting? So Pat, like, do you know much about Stott's shout out Dio. experience? Yeah, shout out Dio and Pope yeah, Pope. no, I mean, I I had uh, I had glimpses of Stott, you know, multiple times. I remember seeing him Desert Oasis when he was committed to UNLV, and uh, I was working at Utah Tech at the time, and um. Yeah, if you would have said, like, gun to my head, hey, is that guy going to be an everyday big leaguer? I, I don't know in high school if I felt that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even seeing him at UNLV, I remember that spring I caught one look. There was a first-round arm that he matched up with from Fresno State that uh, Ryan Jensen, the Cubs, took him, I think, at, like, the 22nd pick, you know, up to 99. And I remember Jensen just blew his doors off. As a freshman? And, uh no, no, no. As, as they were both draft eligible at the time. Mm. No, no. It, this is fast forward to when they're they're both now draft eligible juniors, juniors. in college. Yeah, and, and, and I remember seeing him again, and like the body cleaned up, and it's a good swing. But I remember him just getting his doors blown off, and just having had reservations. Like you see a guy punch out on three straight fastballs at ninety five, ninety seven. You're like, okay, well, I mean, that's what he's going to face when he gets there, and. Um, I don't know if I maybe had the same conviction in him with just a three-game weekend look that um, other people in our department did. So, but he's he's gone on. He's he's done really well for himself, and um, he should should play in the big leagues for a long time. Yeah, man. He was uh, and he had a crazy college career. Like he had like a, I remember everybody going like when he was a freshman, he was. I mean, he was an all-American as a freshman, and it just kind of it did it just it did just come out kind of come out of nowhere too because he was a nice high school player, and then he just dominated that league. You know, so good for him. But it, yeah, and it, it uh, for mid-major players, it, it just goes to show you like there's everyday big leaguers there. You know, at, even at that level, like. People have the allure of the SEC or the Power Five, if that's even a thing anymore. But it's, you know, hey man, scouts, we got to find those everyday guys, wherever they are. UNLV, Arizona State, UCLA, you know, Cal State Dominguez. You know, you just gotta you gotta find them because they're out there. You're right. Well, go Astros. So along with so along with the stock conversation, I was just looking up a guy that I played college baseball against, Wade Miller. So the funny part about Wade Miller is I don't even remember like who he was when we played against him. He played at Alvernia at D three in Pennsylvania. You remember Wade Miller? Turned into a pretty decent pitcher with the Astros. Um, one year he was sixteen and eight with one hundred eighty three Ks and a three point four ERA. Two thousand one. 
He was like the third baseman for Alvernia. I was the catcher for Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey. This guy, this guy ends up pitching in the majors. I don't even remember this guy, but he ended up being pretty good. There was another guy that played for. Uh, well, shoot, what was the name of that school? I remember him. Wilkes the Red Sox. Wilkes School, Wil- Wilkes College, uh, Grabowski or something. He ended up being a reliever for uh, the Braves. I think he won. They won the World Series actually. So my question for you, Pat, is late bloomers. Like, so is there any indicator that tells you, or are those just anomalies? Like, you know, a guy goes to D3, Wade Miller ends up being an all-star at one point in the majors. Like, where do you see it? Like, obviously, it wasn't seen out of high school. Well, I mean, just, you know, from what I know about Wade Miller and what you've shared, I mean, obviously, part of what we scout is the guys that are missed misplayed you know and if he's playing third base you could assume big arm strength which clearly had he ends up pitching in the big leagues you know and that's always something that you know we're out there trying to find hey is a guy shortstop but he should really be a catcher you know i think when we talked uh two weeks ago you know and josh brought up cody freeman you know that's a classic example of a middle infielder from southern california that you know he's now catching and you know is working his way to the big leagues so um that's a facet to it. And then, you know, the, the blooming side, I mean, it's date of birth, how big are the parents, um, you know, the extended family, you know, I know my brother's six, three, I'm five eleven. He got all the hype from my mom's side, the aunt and uncles that, uh, they're all six foot giants and plus. So, you know, it's just kind of trying to, trying to get into that family tree and that genealogy and trying to figure out who, who could possibly take a jump. I always find it funny when you, you mentioned position changes, guys in the wrong places or whatever, big arm or third. Remember Kenley Jensen was a was a catcher? Mm. He was catcher for the Netherlands <laughs> in the World Baseball Classic, throwing guys out, and then he becomes a dominant reliever. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, guys' paths, man, they change. Just be ready. Buckle up, you know, because, uh, and sometimes it's it's good, like, all those situations are positives. I mean, those guys ended up logging a lot of innings in the big leagues. And even for high school kids, you know, hey, your coach wants you to change positions. It could end up being the best thing that happens for you. Right. What have you been doing, Pat? Where you been? What's the scouting world look like? Been, yeah, no, been been running around the four corners. Like I said, I was in Coors Field doing some of the pro work that they ask us to do, which is always great optics, you know, cause you spend so much time watching high school or college baseball to sit in a big league park for, you know, seven straight games and see just the different profiles that, that come out um, and who they are and where they came from. It's, it's, it's really fun. So I've done that. And then you know, I bounced around uh, some of the schools in Utah this last week, saw the Utes, saw Colorado Mesa, which is always a, uh, formidable division two team you know always guys end up popping up in the big leagues from there so i've seen them and yeah just trying to round out my coverage and make sure i i look at all the places that i i need to look anybody pop out yeah yeah there's been some guys i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw all my all my stuff out there for you but uh, there, there there's definitely been some interesting follows come on dude that's right, we we're get. gonna we're gonna boo you on that one. <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's the that's wrong you. line <laughs> <laughs> working the board. no so, okay <laughs> all right all right okay here 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a nugget. There was, um, and it's kind of on the topic that we're on. There was a uh, left-hander at Colorado Mesa who um, was a transfer from San Diego state. And he was a position player there, a corner outfielder and uh, on the mound up to 95. So it, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So if, if any of your listeners, if any of your listeners want to go dig around the roster and find out who he is, they're more than welcome. They can get a, a, a day in my shoes, but yeah, no, it was a, it was, it was good to see. And, and uh, yeah, I'll be curious how his, how his spring evolves. Cause it's a, it's a very fast arm. Oh, there we go. Nice. Good. To, thank you for sharing that. Um, when are you back in Vegas? And why would you be back in Vegas? You know, this time of year, probably the border battle uh, will, will probably be the next time that I'll, I'll be down there. I know that I think UNLV is playing Loyola Marymount, I think, on the Oct- October 28th. So that'll probably be a game that I check out to now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, most of the high school stuff is wrapped up. So it's, you know, spot checking your colleges. I've already seen College of Southern Nevada. So yeah, well, it'll be it'll be LMU, UNLV, and then really looking forward to that border battle uh, that second weekend in January. Third, last weekend in January. Last weekend, excuse me. Last weekend, that's when the junior colleges start, so it's kind of a big deal here. And seventy time, seventy five teams last year, dude. We got to do a better job of organizing can, a little bit better, but we're working on that. That's for Jason. That's that. That's a scout's dream right there. I mean, just to have, you know, that volume of players, the the quality of competition that's always there. It's it's a great way to start off the spring. So I'm I'm really eager to get down there and start knocking some of these names out. Yeah. What? How is? Um, I am drawing a blank on your on your hitting tool here. Uh, wasn't it Whipstick? Whipstick. whipstick. How is Whipstick yeah, going? No, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going, man. It's and the the places we go. No, it's it's been fun. We're we're revamping some things, coming out with a new product line here, hopefully in time for Christmas. And um, yeah, it's business as usual. You sent me a video with Manny Ramirez using it. What was that? Yeah, that was um, you know, just hitting guru. Um, I, I know Manny's been. Uh, you know, he, he still hits, like he will still go to the cages and work on his craft, which is crazy. Cause he's, you know, 52 or whatever, but, um, yeah, no, it was some, I woke up one morning and had about eight messages from different people that had come across that and him just using it in the cage, trying to feel some different things. It's, uh, it's, it's always fun when stuff like that comes, comes across, you know, you have a hall of famer using your product to get better and feel some things and, you know, it's uh, it's just validation in what we're trying to do and give give guys a tool to improve themselves and hopefully elevate their game. Nice. I'll have to try out the whip stick then. I'm just like me and Manny were like the same. I was hitting this summer on the Gorman field with my with my son and his friend, and I think maybe we're not the same because I felt like I couldn't hit again for like three weeks because my back was killing me. Producer so much Jason uh, giving himself some. <laughs> Yeah, Some props well, there. Well, Jay, I'm full of shit. Yeah, dude. I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll get you a custom. I'll get you a custom. Well, what kind of? I mean, are you like a, a 34 drop three? Are you like a 33? 
minus two? What kind, these what kind days, of bad do you like? These days, I'd probably be better off if I had like a drop 10. <laughs> okay. Hey, we can do that. Whatever the customer wants, man. We, we, we aim for customer satisfaction. So we, we will get you taken care of. That is nice. Look at that. That is service. You really, you can really do a drop ten. Yeah, oh, yeah there we do. You go. Get yourself you know, a drop ten. So you could walk around with it when you're doing your your laps in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So this was fun. This is something we gotta for sure do weekly. Maybe a weekly recap and stuff like that. What do you think, Pat? Let's run this back. I love talking baseball. I love talking local baseball. Uh, so yeah, you guys set it up. I'd love to get back on. Yeah. So producer Jason. Yeah. Producer on the mic. I love it. I don't know why I'm invited, but I'll keep coming. I think you're the entertainment. <laughs> Everybody wants to come in and see you. <laughs> Let's listen to the dumb dad. <laughs> no, no, no. Perspective. 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 Hey, it's a, it's a team, it's a team game guys, right? We, we all got different roles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Our next interview um, drops next Sunday. So maybe it's something we do weekly. Well, I look forward to listening to some of the other speakers and uh, appreciate you guys' time tonight breaking it down. You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs>